fans, hello podcast fans, hello fans of Shifting the Paradigm. Welcome once again to Chris and Matt Write a Blockbuster, a podcast whose title both explains everything and in a way explains nothing. Uh, yeah, in this in this podcast we're going to uh, write a uh, proposal for opening a blockbuster video. Yeah, it'll be like I know that there's like well I think all the ones that'll last. <laughs> we're gonna are... start the proposal with look I know, but <laughs> start off with like a real boat of confidence. I know these have failed once before, but I but... was thinking maybe if you were doing anything later we could <laughs> I don't know open a blockbuster. I mean we should we could surely we should totally open a blockbuster as a joke. I mean unless you're into it. But I mean yeah, I mean if you're not into it, let's just do it let's just do it as a joke or something. I mean unless you really want to open a blockbuster, you know. That what if you of... opened a blockbuster and then on the on the uh, awning we could say blockbuster video dot 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 it's a goof. Yeah. But I was gonna say is like, I was gonna talk about like how the the blockbusters in Alaska but I think actually all the Alaska blockbusters are out closed. I think there's only one left. I think it's like in somewhere in the Pacific Northwest where some like yeah. random people live. You know, good old blockbuster. I rented so, so many. So is that still a? Fr- I'm curious if that's still like a franchise or they're still paying to keep that uh, open or what's the deal with I, that? I, I, what's I should, the deal with I, that blockbuster? I think they is it just, still a franchise? My guess is, is that, no. Is that anything? Guess. Is that a good I, Seinfeld? Oh, it's a great Seinfeld. Uh, but maybe my Seinfeld guess, should be in this movie. Uh, I mean, he doesn't really do. Um, maybe, but he'd have to do like a thing where he's driving around in like a car, like with us, like a celebrity, like a comedian, and then like Seth Christ, like uh, jumps like over the hood of the car or something, and then like we cut to like Seinfeld, and he's got like, oh, I don't <laughs> yeah. know, he's got like yeah. Seinfeld's in the driver's seat. He's, he's got, just like, man, like, I could go for a cup of coffee right yeah, now. He's got like Super Dave in his car again for some reason for like the eighth time this run of that show. And he's just like. Whoa. Man, I wish we get Super Dave in this movie. Or the uh, racist Japanese stereotype character who was a sidekick. Let's get that guy, too. <laughs> yeah, let's I don't remember what his name was. It was like Mr. Fuji or something. And I'm, but no, that's I meant more just like, more, more so just get Dave Einstein, not so much the character uh. of Super Dave. <laughs> All right, fair enough. But, but yeah, we'll get Dave Einstein, we'll get his brother, Albert Brooks. His name He's is back different. in the movies. Yeah, it's true. He was in uh, Drive. He didn't get that Academy Award nomination, and he just sort of retired to occasionally tweeting or whatever it is that he does. He's probably a voice in Finding Dory, I assume. I would hope so. Me too. Because if not, that means he's surely dead, and they're hiding it from us. National Enquirer, let us know the truth. This is Chris and Matt, Red of Blockbuster, a podcast where the two of us, the titular Chris and Matt, of which I am the Chris. And I am the Matt. We're writing a movie that's going to be a hit blockbuster. This is our first screenplay, but it's going great, and it's going to be such a good, mm-hmm. amazing, perfect action movie that we're going to... It's going to be a hit on the block. We're going to become the talk of Hollywood. We're going to be the hottest screenwriters in Hollywood after we're done with this movie, which is called mm-hmm. Seth Christ Colon Ballistic Reckoning. It's going to start a franchise, but we may not even write the sequels. We may be so successful doing other stuff... We'll we just be, get a character create. We just get a creator credit. Yeah, we'll it's the get ultimate. Like, well, my, yeah, we'll get like you know we'll be like producers of course, but like we won't have to do anything. We'll just have our name on it. We'll get some money because yeah, we create the characters. We we'll get and then maybe we'll have uh you know like a cameo like in a Seinfeld way. We'll be, we'll yeah, maybe like, cameo will be in it. Yeah, 
will have a scene where he sings, sings the entirety of Word Up in the sequel. So, we'll save that for a sequel. It'll be like the ninja <laughs> rap of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I would imagine we are uh, we're about 13 episodes into this now. Yes, exactly. Uh, and I, so we've been writing the screenplay. And I don't know, this is our first screenplay. I've never written one before. Uh, so, Chris, you can let me know if you think that this is normal or abnormal, okay? This is a new segment on the show. All right. Our screenplay, after 13 episodes and roughly, I'm going to say about an hour and a half of screen time, mm-hmm. is 230 words. Yeah. Okay. But, I is, mean. Is that, that normal the, or abnormal? It's also the, a page and a half long. Mm-hmm. And uh, about a thousand characters. So, <laughs> well, uh, and you could pretty much blast this thing off in a, in a couple tweets. But to be fair, we haven't written down like a lot of the dialogue yet, or really like any of the dialogue. We're just basically, in a way, I mean, on the podcast we are. Like the podcast has a lot of sort of dialogue in there, and we'll have to go back to get some of that good, good dialogue. But I mean, the stuff we've written down is basically like an outline, and that outline is letting us know what a great story we're telling on this podcast. Like this, these podcasts are going to be—I mean, like we could sell a movie based on the podcast. Basically, it's like almost like it's like partially like it's partial pitch, partial scripting, mm-hmm. partial like everything. And like, sure, the actual amount of stuff we've written down maybe there's the minimal and it may include things like dipshit giuseppe is a bulletproof monk but that's just the gold that we're mining and it's like mm-hmm. so we start we tap into that vein of mm-hmm. what and then we hit the mother load and then we're multi-millionaires so maybe it's abnormal because well it's because we're doing something nobody's ever done before it's abnormal well, but once upon a time, it was abnormal to be a human being walking on the moon, but nobody's like, "Hey, Neil Armstrong, what the fuck are you doing up on there on the moon?" That's weird. Well, I don't want to get into the I don't want to get into the Neil Armstrong debate because I heard that in his new movie, Neil Armstrong doesn't lower the American flag onto the moon. But I would say that there is precedent for this because there is an, a TV show that is based off a podcast, and it's called Homecoming. Ah, yes, indeed. There also was that show uh, starring Zach Braff as a podcaster. Oh, yeah. That's based on a podcast uh, yeah. called Alex Inc. Yeah, it's the show. It was Alex Inc., yeah. Uh, Alex you know what? Zink. If this whole Alex if Zink. this whole if this whole script doesn't go, which it definitely will, we mm-hmm. could probably make a pretty sweet movie about two podcasters writing a screenplay via yeah. podcasting. Oh yeah, definitely. Or or maybe like you know step into the Alex Zink, uh, the secret world of Alex Zink. That's what would be like, like if I was vacation because they would his name would be Alec Zink, and he'd be like yeah. uh, he'd have gotten like splashed with chemicals, and so now he's like made a zinc. And has all these um, properties of zinc, and he's like a superhero, like how Alex Smack, whose name mm-hmm. was not Alec Smack, who would be like a, if there's a character who's like named Alec and like got addicted to heroin or something, would be Alex Smack. But so yeah, well, Alex Mack's uh, main main power was turning into a puddle. Uh, she puddled it up, and she can move around, and the thing she, she can do around. other stuff. She's a movable puddle. That's the only power I remember her having. I know she had other powers. I think sometimes she would glow, but it wasn't really like a power as much as like a side effect. Like she'd get like embarrassed and glow or something so that she'd be embarrassed in front of like boys she liked or like in front of Jessica Alba who had a role as a uh-huh. teenager in that show. And what about Kyle XY? His power was not having a belly button? 
Uh, I'm gonna guess that's the case. Uh, my assumption would be his power would be being a man because I assume the XY would be because he's got a Y chromosome. But to go with an X chromosome, which would mean he has the biological sex of a man and therefore had all the power of a man, which is, you know, a lot in these modern times. Uh, not as much as in prehistoric times. Oh, prehistoric times when men were men and Tim Allen started Hope Improvement and he could talk about wanting more power. Ho, 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 ho. Is that what the more power thing on Home Improvement <laughs> yeah. was about? Was about him s- screaming out to the abyss for more power? Yeah, he wanted more power for... He wanted, uh, like, you know, the patriarchy to, like, really kick it old school. He was... He, he, he ruined the Susan B. Anthony's of the world, and he didn't like Geraldine Ferraro. He's like, oh, no, I need more power. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and then he made <laughs> then he made Santa Claus. I remember so many episodes of Home Improvement where he was just screaming about Susan B. Anthony and Geraldine Ferrara. <laughs> when he wasn't trying to get tickets for the Pistons or the Lions or talking to his neighbor Wilson or that one time one of um his wife with the Beach Boys were on. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, one time Jill's friend had a sex dream about him. And one mm-hmm. time he um, accidentally fondled, I think, Brad or Randy's girlfriend in the car. <laughs> that was kind of messed up. And, well, messed up at the time. It's really messed is up now. Is that actually an episode of Home Improvement? It 100% is. He was stopping the car. Uh, he Wait, this, sh- like the Seinfeld, the yeah, Seinfeld he, he, stopped he, short? He, he stopped short, but in, uh, in Home Improvement, <laughs> he didn't do it on purpose, but it happened. And it was involving a, like... Uh, pubescent girl <laughs> and that was uh, a plot line in an episode of Home Improvement so like, do you think what? that like T- Tim Allen came into work that morning and was like I saw an episode of Seinfeld and I've got a new angle on it what if it was an accident but also what if it was somehow more horrifying than if it was on purpose somehow <laughs> uh, and then they said we love it Tim this is uh, great get uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas and uh, you know, Richard Karn. Zachary Ty Bryan. Yeah. Uh, the other one. Richard Karn. Uh, and the rest. And the rest, yes. Um, the woman who replaced Pam Anderson. Uh, also, I Debbie remember... Dunning? Yeah, yes. One time, uh, Brad had a crush on her, and he was on tool time, and instead of saying, uh, see you next time, he said, naked sex time. <laughs> this should be a fun... <laughs> There should be a podcast about us reminiscing about Home Improvement instead of us writing a blockbuster movie because that that, that would make a that would make a great yeah, TV show. People might even people might even listen to it. That would make a great TV show a pod, uh, TV show about a podcast where they just talk about episodes of Home Improvement. Tim Allen could be a guest star. Tim Allen, if you're listening to this, please give us a TV show. Where it's about a podcast dedicated to home improvement. We will yeah, it's do like it. Alex, it's like Alex Inc., except it's Alex Inc. His podcast is just about talking, recapping home improvement episodes. We'll call the TV show More Power, and it will be like the, a huge thing for you. It's like, you know, uh, produce it. Bring it to Fox. Fox loves you right now, Tim Allen. Please. 
Tim Allen, we're going to be mega stars from this movie, but we're also asking for you to get us a TV show on Fox. It can follow Last Man Standing, it can, or it can follow Cool Kids with all those old people, uh, like Martin Mull. It doesn't matter. Just give us this TV show about two podcasters who have a podcast that's dedicated to home improvement. And then maybe they move next door to Richard Karn, and then Richard Karn gets a TV role, and like, so you're doing your buddy Richard Karn a solid, you're doing us a solid, and everybody makes like a bunch of money because that's how TV works. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. We should uh, mm. write this movie. Well, that was a great that was a great little rant we had going for a yeah. little while. Yeah, now, twelve minutes in, should we go into today's scene for yeah. ballist- for a ballistic reckoning? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Because this time, last time, Jane Doe sort of got her first real big scene in a while. Uh, and a lot of things happen, but mostly it's like she's back on the case trying to take down the WNBA. But you know who else mm-hmm. is trying to take down the WNBA for the FBI? Seth Christ. And as we all know, the FBI and CIA are rivals, and so they don't share any information with each other. <laughs> even though that's dangerous for national security, that's just the way it goes. So neither Seth Christ nor Jane Doe know. They're both trying to take down the WNBA, the A number one terrorist organization within the United States, led by one man named Rittord. Okay. So uh, we were back at the safe house with uh, Seth and Dasha, which Mm -hmm. is where I think they were. Uh, And uh, they're like, uh, where where did we last see them? Ducky dying? So, so... Uh, Seth is mad. He's mm-hmm. like, gosh, I can't believe the one person in this world I cared about is dead, and you, the second person I care most about, almost died, uh, yeah. and maybe we're supposed to die, because mm-hmm. it would have made more narrative sense, but maybe at some point we realized that maybe it was a little too early for you to die, and mm-hmm. that maybe you'll die uh, later, hopefully much later in your life, because yeah. you're still a young woman. Yep. And he uh, is so angry about Ducky's death that he says, I'm going to take this into my own hands. And Dodger says, hey, you have to wait for for orders from the Canadian uh, Mounties. We always have to wait for orders when we yeah. go in against terrorist organizations. And Seth says, uh-uh, this time it's a reckoning. A ballistic yeah. reckoning. Yeah, exactly. And Dasha, Dasha responds, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and Seth leaves the safe house on his Harley. Yeah, and he's like, after Cox's gun, then he says ballistic reckoning. Because as he's riding his Harley, he's also... Yeah, and that's that's actually where the uh, opening, that's where the title screen comes in. Yeah. <laughs> when he's riding his Harley, he's also on his phone checking the internet for looking for information on Rip Torn. Yeah, he's got like a cool, like kind of like a Google Glass type situation on his glasses. Oh, I was thinking he, he was says, just going to be using says, his phone like oh, in his hand. <laughs> Yeah, on a laptop. Um, sure, laptop's a laptop. on his handlebars, and he's just trying to type and read the internet and As drive like his Harley at riding the same on time. A hot, he's riding down like the Los Angeles highways on mm-hmm. his like. But he sees that. Well, we all board. know about that Los Angeles traffic. Yeah, and we all so know. So he's probably just standstill. We all know the Los Angeles motorcycles riding, you know, in between cars on the highway. Yeah, but he's got like a sidecar and everything, so he can't really do. He can't really pull cool moves mm-hmm. like that. And a side At car, the time, he thought it would be funny to just get a sidecar, but well, now he's realizing yeah, it's I mean, actually he, more of an he, inconvenience than anything. He needed it sometimes for you know side kicks and side chicks, but he's never really been yeah. in a stable relationship. Yeah, so he's, he's never had a he, side. Chick. I mean, when he first started, he was hoping to to raise some chickens at mm-hmm. uh, his home. For yeah. some fresh eggs, 
but yeah. uh, it has not panned out the way he hopes. But uh, he bought a sidecar so he can carry them around him. Anyways, in his searches, he finds out that Rip Torn is going to be at a, you know, even though Rip Torn is a known terrorist, he's going to be at a black tie gala anyways. Um, hey, some might say some known terrorists go to black tie galas all the time. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks. So they, he's, uh, he's like, well, this is the perfect opportunity to assassinate uh, Rip Torn and take down the head of the WNBA. I just got to get myself into that black tie. And, there's only, and what I have to do now is give myself a makeover. And then we have a makeover montage where a bunch of uh, sassy gay men and a couple of uh, women, like, you know, like put him into outfits and he'll, like, he like walks out of like the changing room and they'll either like shake their heads like mm-mm. or like he walks out finally like mm-hmm. and it's fun they play barbie girl by aqua on the soundtrack for some reason and just because like a fun like nostalgic like 90s pop song or whatever and then like he's got himself a nice makeover he's looking suave and debonair and he's ready to go to this gala get himself yeah. in even though he hasn't been invited and take down Riptor. yep he walks in, and uh, a woman comes up to me. He goes, she goes, nice shirt. What is that? And he says, Massimo. <laughs> I don't get that reference, but I'm for it. <laughs> it's uh, it's the brand that you get at Target. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I maybe, and then she says, that's great. Myself, I'm a Maxinista, which is, of course, uh, the ads for TJ Maxx they refer to. Oh, yes. Being Tucker, Maxx's, uh, yep. Tucker, <laughs> Tucker Maxx's department store. Is he the guy that served beer yeah, and Tucker guy? J. Maxx. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's get him in the movie, but then let's let's uh, let's um, Quentin Tarantino, Uma Thurman him and put him in a dangerous car <laughs> Jesus <stuff>. Christ. <laughs> but this time it's on purpose. Let's... let's uh, Let's you know, um, like you know, uh, you know. Let's uh, let's try and Jane Mansfield him. Anyone else you want to threaten on the podcast? <laughs> I, I just say he doesn't have to say yes. He can say no if he wants. But if he, and it's hard to Jane Mansfield anybody because they changed the laws about tractor trailers on cars after that, so nobody else would potentially get beheaded, much like James Mansfield was. While her daughter Mariska Hargate was in the back seat and was fortunately unharmed, but I'm just saying, you know. So this, so this has been uh, Chris Morgan's veiled threats segment of the show. Yeah, but I mean, it's not really that threatening because it's not. I'm not saying I'm going to do this. I'm saying like, hey. If he gets in the movie, maybe this thing, you know, we could try to pull this thing Yeah, off. maybe maybe, maybe you'll get lucky and the thing you have threatened him with will actually happen. Yeah, like a, like a threat would be like, hey, I'm going to beat you up, Tucker Max. I'm not threatening to beat up Tucker Max. I'm saying, hey, maybe we'll get Tucker Max in this movie that's obviously going to very, really happen. And maybe he'll agree to do it and we'll have some sort of stunt scene. That will go horribly awry because it'll be dangerous and it could go right or it may go wrong and you may get seriously injured. And if it happens, you know, say la vie. But I don't know how much of a threat that is, you know, legally speaking. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, like saying, like, hey, I got this really, like, um, like, uh, bad plane that's, like, in bad shape. Maybe I can sell it to, like, you know, um, uh, Buddy Holly and. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what happened. We don't know. Somebody had some sort of like a uh, Buddy Holly plan, and it ended up working out great for him. Uh, 
and bad for everybody else because Buddy Holly, you know, I think he had a family or what have you. Maybe Tucker Max has a family. If so, I weep for them. But uh, that's not. I I highly doubt he's got probably enough money. He doesn't need to be in this movie. So that's probably not. Well, I've happen. let you flounder on this for long enough. <laughs> anyway, so they flounder go to the gala. Travel. Yeah. <laughs> so so they get out of the gala, and uh, Seth is looking great. And uh, he's uh, in the bathroom, and he sees that uh, Rip Torn is in there uh, mm-hmm. taking one of his classic Rip Torn shits. <laughs> and um, he's like, now's my chance. And he backs up. And who does he back up into? Jane Doe. And That's he- right. And they, they stop, and they look at each other, and they say, do I know you? Mm-hmm. And they then they re- resolve on no. They don't know each other. And, uh, but something and they feels amiss. Mostly yeah, because, they're... you know, a woman is in the men's room. And I know that people go to any bathroom they want these days in these modern times. But I think I've really changed uh, my narrative thread from my previous statement. <laughs> I'm, I'm, being, I'm, being, it could, I'm being intellectually oh, we're about to, about to enter. We're about to enter Chris's transphobic portion of the show right now. I'm being kind of inconsistent in my character. <laughs> anyway, so they back up into each other and they start they start fighting, but they keep matching each other's moves as yeah. if they've been trained by the same person. <laughs> yeah. In that in that they have, Kentucky Darns trained them both to fight. Apparently, we didn't know this about Jane Doe before. She had just met Ducky Darns briefly, but apparently she was trained by him. Yeah, that's right. And they say, hey, were you both, were you trained by Ducky Darts? And, and Jane says, class of 82. And <laughs> Seth says, class of 2002. Yeah, man, Ducky uh, has trained people for a long time. Yep. And, um. It's a real May-December romance at, also. When, when they, when they realize that they've, they've been, uh, they allowed Rip Torn to get away, who comes out of the bathroom and says, who do not go in there? And then he he uh, he has a he has a jetpack and he he yeah. flies into a and ceiling vent and out the he, out he the house. He doesn't wash his hands because he's a true villain, like all true villains. Yeah. he just passes on all that gross germs from using a public restroom. That's the true villainy of you know his. Yes, yeah, yes. Did he kill the president of the United States? Sure, but his true villainy is not washing his hands after he uses the That's bathroom. That's right. Don't shake this man's hands; you'll get pink eye. Mm-hmm. And definitely don't shake his penis. <laughs> don't shake, don't shake his hand or penis. And then they they, they watch Rip Torn fly away with with his penis out, shaking in the wind. And they walk over and they realize he didn't even flush. Oh, Just a what big a bowl of shit. What yeah. a villain! And they're like, anyway. "Damn, he got away." And they're like, "Listen," and then the success is like, "Hey, listen, I know you got your job or whatever, but." He killed my mentor, Bucky Barnes. Wait, no, Ducky Darns. <laughs> Bucky <laughs> Barnes is the actual character, uh, created by the. What actual character? <laughs> from the uh, um, Captain Markle, the Captain Meghan Markle movies. <laughs> yeah, the Captain Meghan Markle movies. Uh, yeah, Ducky so... Darns. He's like, hey, we just established that Ducky Darns trained me first, like 20 years before you. He's also my mentor. I also want revenge on the WNBA at Rip Torn. It's like, listen, I know CIA, FBI, we don't necessarily always see eye to eye. And that kind of rhymed. It wasn't my intention. But uh, now I'm here with a brand new invention. That invention 
is for us to work together. We can try and kill Rip Torn in any weather. Uh, once time, um, Shannon uh, Doherty, I think, played a character named Heather in the movie <laughs> Heathers. Are, did you something? Somebody walk into your room and hit you on the head? That would be something that would happen, like, if the Flintstones was, like, a TV show today, like, um, uh, Fred Flintstone would be him to have the bowling ball and think he's, like, a famous rapper. And, of course, Barney's a rapper of that group because he rapped in those Fruity Pebbles commercials about... <laughs> Barney so if the Flintstones were around today, there'd be an episode where, where Fred gets hit in the head, becomes a rapper, and then Barney gets jealous because he's actually the rapper. Barney Rubble... In all seriousness, was the first person to do the I'm blank and I'm here to say rap. He did that in a Fruity Pebbles commercial, and it is as far as is documented, the first time anybody has ever done that rap was Barney Rubble. Homer Homer Simpson's do, Homer Simpson does it in the Mr. Plow episode. After Barney Rubble, Barney Rubble invented the I'm blank and I'm here to say rap. I'm Barney Rubble and I'm here to say I love Fruity Pebbles in a major way. He did it. And, and we'll get him in this movie as an animated character. It'll be like, um... um like what if we just get Stephen Baldwin to, to, to bring the role back? Well, I mean, I guess it'd be easier than getting Rick Moranis, who also did a live-action version of Flintstone. But he, he's retired. Well, I hear he's coming back and he's going to be like that SCTV, SCTV thing and he's going to do some stuff. I mean... We can get Stephen Baldwin, because if we get Stephen Baldwin, then we can get Haley Baldwin. If we get Haley Baldwin, we can get Justin Bieber. If we get Justin Bieber, we're as good as the movie Zoolander 2. And therefore, Box Office Bafo will be the action film version of yeah, Zoolander we'll be, 2. Yeah, we'll be the Zoolander 2 of action movies. We should wrap this up. We're, we're, uh, yeah, we we're should about wrap. <laughs> oh, good lord. Uh, so that's that scene. Uh, let's recap a little bit. Uh <laughs> Jane and Seth met each other in a bathroom. Uh, and they talked they briefly saw, and fought they, they briefly. Saw, this is a very short Rip's, scene. They saw Rip's penis and a giant shit he took. And that's where we're leaving them off. The team yeah. has now been assembled. The Avengers are in sight. And we're talking about a lot of uh, Marvel-related things. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're not going Got to... Marvel on the mind because... Uh, uh, I mean, it'll be old news by the time this yeah, comes out. Stan Lee hat. passed away today. Yeah. You know, millions born today will never die, but uh, Stan Lee. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> or is it a million, millions of lives today? There's some, there's some phrase like a millions of lives today, millions living today will never die or something like that. Millions living, whoops. Living today. All right, we're Googling quotes now. So I don't know what else we do on this uh, podcast. But, uh, maybe we'll we never can die. get some more of Chris's it's thoughts on uh, bathroom laws or something. Uh, it's, it's a album by the band Tortoise. That's why I knew it, knew it from. It's also a prediction okay. by somebody... Uh, Somebody made a prediction of it's like apparently like a Jehovah's Witness thing as well. It's like in the, but um, wow, this is really taking a turn yeah. for the I don't care. Well, listen, we had to fill, I like the amount of work we did on. Here's what we did in this segment, this scene in the movie. Like Seth Christ goes to a gala. He's there for like two minutes. He has like a brief conversation and fight with like um. 
Jane Doe. Yeah, but the fight's gonna be long. I <laughs> guess that's true. When we get on set, we'll work it out. We don't have to write every move. We will have to. It's eventually. gonna be a cool mirror match. Ah, yeah, I guess so. I guess you're right. This was a very substantive and worthwhile podcast, so we didn't waste anybody's time. This wasn't a big goddamn waste of time. We're not a couple of fucking assholes just screwing around, wasting everybody's time, making them dumber for having listened to the inane, stupid bullshit we're spewing week in and week out. No, instead, this is a very substantive, rewarding, well, and We did accidentally walk into a better, more interesting podcast where we recap some memories about home improvement. That's true. We're going to get a TV show of that. That's pretty great. We're going to have a successful movie and a successful TV show. So... I guess I shouldn't be complaining. I apologize. Millions uh, living today will never die. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah, uh, we what else? Dude, we have you, you have to plug some stuff. Yeah. Well. Uh, after all this bullshit, let's plug Gabber Media, our podcast network, who's surely very happy to have us. Listen to a Gabber Media podcast today. Uh, ideally not ours, because we're the worst podcast on the network, obviously. Yeah, but if you're, if you're listening to this, you've already made the wrong decision. Yeah, go listen to a different one. It'll be better, but like, still stick to the network, because they you know, they're there for us when the rain starts to pour. But it hasn't been our day, our week, our month, or even our year. Um, you know, yep. all those. Hey, I'm Gabber Media, and I'm here to say I'll be your friend every day. Those poor characters on Friends, what with their, um, you know, obscenely large apartments, oh, their God. largely steady, their, their fairly steady jobs, their, you know, dating countless like attractive people, finding like Tom Selleck, yeah, finding relationships. Like you don't get to live in a big old apartment with your best friend and fuck Tom Selleck and then complain to me about how has it been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. Fuck you, Monica Geller, who's my favorite character on the show. A show I don't really like and has a lot of um, homophobic jokes that don't stand the test of time. All right, you can tweet any opinions about Chris's rantings this episode to C&M, write a A-B yeah, on Twitter. write a B, or uh, email us at chrismattblockbuster at gmail.com if 280 characters isn't enough for you. If you want to write a manifesto, uh, send it our way. I love to read any and all manifestos. I'm a big manifesto fan. Uh, I'm a manifesto man, you could say. Uh, but also, we're individual on Twitter at ChrisXMorgan. And uh, you can follow me at M. Shimkowitz. Yeah. yeah, follow us, too. Don't just like tweet at us. Follow us, please. Uh, also, the podcast yeah, is all... I want I want those stats up. I gotta get them stats up so I can like get social media influencing positions. I want to get sent free stuff. Because they're like, oh, look at this guy. Look at all these followers he's got. Let's send him. I mean, one time I got sent a bunch of peanut butter by the peanut council. That was cool. But, I mean, the jelly council just told me to go fuck myself. You know? But, Jesus. So, uh, also, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave some comments. Rate the show, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that show is called Chris and Matt. Write a blockbuster. Uh, this was Lucky Episode 13. We'll be back next week, movie fans. See ya.